what's happening people it is your boy quarter portal with cheese and we're getting ready to do another podcast uh we got some topics of du jour to talk about uh today i got this man usagi and uh billy in here with me right now and we'll probably be joined in by a few other people as the uh recording goes on but i'm gonna bring these two boys into the conversation and i got billy and usagi with me today uh the topics i wanted to talk about uh these are two that i had uh we'll start with um with uh the one that i probably the most um interesting to me uh we heard a few i probably say like a few months ago uh nintendo was making two versions of the uh the switch i guess basically a switch and then like two switch models that were that were supposed to be probably considered a light version and then like a uh, uh up- upgraded version well they did uh, recently announce that they were uh releasing the switch light on september 20th now the first uh thing i want to talk about is are any of you guys considering uh getting an, a switch light nope no, and I'm also I'm in, firmly in that no c- category. Um, so do what? I, and, I was going to ask you what what demographic do you think the switch light would appeal to? Mm, most people of who light, don't own a TV. People, well, what you saw you saying on. Not one that I can really think of, honestly. I'm going to be real. Well, because the reason I ask is because... people don't have enough money to, like, get the original Switch, then that's another thing I could say. So what was the price? $199? Yep. So, like, basically, you think as people that don't own a television and then... My uh, my other thought was because they 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 obviously think that it's gonna sell, it, it has a marketplace, right? So uh, I mean, like the 2ds, and I guess was you know they're supposed to be the basically like the the uh, switch light for the uh, DS family, because you got the original 3ds, then you got you know 2ds and then 3ds uh, XL, and then they even had two more versions of the. Uh, I think of the 3ds there was like a 3ds with just no with uh no 3d and then i think there was a 3ds xl with no 3d so like they they made all these different models because they think it appeals to a certain market uh, i'm hoping that they're not just you know willy-nilly throwing system out systems out there you know but i mean my thought was that they were thinking you know parents would probably feel like it's a safer, a st- more sturdier uh, switch model for younger kids, like uh, kids probably like ten and under, because you know, you can you can uh, they can play the switch games and such, but do you would you trust them with a three hundred dollar switch that the D- the Joy Cons come off? Because you know kids like to lose stuff, that stuff gets sat on or broken or dropped, you know, and I don't know I don't know how. Well, I guess the detachable Joy-Cons, you know, I felt like they're, that they felt that this would appeal to parents, you know, trying to get their kids a um, more like more safer traveling uh, uh, th- uh, switch. But I mean, I could be wrong. I, I, I'm still trying to figure out 
who this who's going to buy this because like anybody that want anybody and everybody that wants a switch m- most generally has one so maybe y'all i thought maybe y'all guys had some uh some maybe some fresh ideas or maybe a different perspective on which I'll think Nintendo's angle is with the uh, Switch Lite. I'm going to be real. I don't know where they were going with this. Because, like, I mean, I'm 16, and to me, I'm I'm preferred the original Switch, but that's just me, though. Versus you got some other kids where they might end up losing stuff or getting broken. But, like, the flaws of it is that even if your Joy-Con get broken or lost, you can always go to the store and buy new Joy-Cons. Like, but with the Switch Lite, you can't replace your Joy-Cons or anything like that. So they get broken, then they're almost pretty much money down the drain. I didn't even think about so, that. I mean, you could repair it. I mean, yeah, but I, but then again, you can either go get new Joy-Cons with the original Switch. We well, already know how Nintendo when come when it's only it's only twenty dollars too. Nintendo don't even fix it, they just give you a new model. So it's just two hundred dollars, so it's not like it's really expensive like a PlayStation four. It's as I'll... much as how the it's as much as how the 2DS was, like, at launch. Like, when it launched, it was, like, $200 also. So, like, the PS4s for, like, 200 during the Black Fridays with the game, like, is... That was... That's, like, a really good deal on the PlayStation 4, right? Yeah. Okay. So... Yeah, I got an Xbox through that. Through, um, the sale. I got it for, like, 200 Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so so that I didn't even think about the 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 unique problem that Billy brought up, that um if your Joy-Con messes up or your like little uh, controller messes up on a Switch Lite, you basically have, would have to return the whole unit for repairs. I mean, and I don't know like the you know, for me I've had with my since I've had my Switch, like the and my Switch that I have now is not even my original uh, Switch. Like it, it got bricked due to third party uh, dock after like I think it was I want to say the six point something update, like it like you would put the switch on there and it would like brick your system like like basically like as soon as you tried to use it, but and and like it happened like a little bit after what would have been the one year anniversary of the switch, so like a lot of people's uh, systems got bricked. And like if they bought on launch day, like their technically their switches would have been out of warranty. But like like Nintendo hooked me up and gave me a you know replacement without having without charging me for like actual repair. But I mean like like if you if you look at that situation where like they already have like a, a big issue like with the Joy-Con drift and stuff, then you would probably be a little uh cautious on buying one because you're going to end up have if something ends up messing up on it you're gonna have to send it off and i mean they might have found a way to uh kind of mitigate joy con drift and like these later uh builds because like you if you buy stuff when it first comes out usually you get the like the buggiest and like the most like the 
the the manufacturing and the build is not the best but like the later models they have like fixed all the issues that were like plaguing the first uh first shipments of uh, a a system which is why some people say you don't even want to buy the launch day system because of that but now that I that I brought up Joy-Con drift, that was the uh, second topic that I had for you guys today. Um, I was reading in uh, my Google feed because that seems to be now where I grab my news from. That there was a a law firm that was um, planning to do a class action suit against Nintendo on behalf of uh, the people that bought Joy Cons and um, are now experiencing Joy Con drift. Uh, so now my first question is, have any of you guys experienced uh, Joy-Con drift in the uh, Joy-Cons that y'all have? Mm, not for my Joy-Cons. I know for my Pro Controller drifting, but for Joy-Cons, no. Wait, I've you... experienced it. I fixed it. So, like, now, since you've you've experienced it, is it an easy fix? For me, yeah. Did it like require like any like special tools to get into this the control? No, no it required you going to like, the settings and it, like recalculates the controls. Because I when I was playing Devil May Cry on my PC with the Switch Pro controller, it was drifting, so it's not just the Switch, it's the controller itself. So yeah, like um and and I think I read somewhere that like the ma- the way that they the materials that they use to make the uh the Joy-Cons like they like something about the like the little things break down and then like the little uh pieces of the uh the controller like gets stuck to like the sensors or something like that it doesn't for whatever reason it doesn't um it's not made with durable material so like it starts to um those little broken down pieces of uh the material start to um like stick onto the sensors and like cause it to not read properly I mean, like, the Joy-Cons, for the way that they're made and they're constructed, it's pretty cool. Like, it's a it's a neat controller when it works right. But, like, I was just... And, like, with Usagi saying, you know, it wasn't something that was too difficult to fix, you know, and it was within the system settings, basically. Because I know some people's uh, Joy-Cons drift really bad. Like, I was experiencing um, Joy-Con drift with, um, with my uh, Joy-Cons that I had. And, um, like recently I, I, tr- I tried to use them and like after not using them for like, you know, probably like a week or week and a half. And then like, it seemed like the issue cleared up itself. So I don't know if it like, if it was like something that was just like that, if you leave it alone and come back to it, it'll be, it'll fix itself. Cause like they they do release like, uh, controller updates. I don't know if they actually, uh, assist with, um, with the sensors and all that stuff kind of help them uh like track the uh movements of the uh, the analog sticks. Like I said, I don't know all the technical stuff, but I know that that there are some there I've seen an article where they have like all of the uh the possible solutions to um fixing it yourself before you have to try to like send it off to Nintendo. And like the most extreme one like if you basically void the warranty and take the thing apart and like clean out the inside of the uh the joy the uh the controller case and like around the uh, sensors and stuff you like basically clean everything blow it out and like reset everything and then put it back together 
and it's supposed to fix the issue. But now that now with this uh, this lawsuit, do y'all feel like um, the lawsuit's going to have any legs? Like, are they going to be able to um, to get any uh, treadway or trackway to like actually making some a real actual lawsuit? Because they're doing it with like no particular clients. They're um, basically saying they're doing it on behalf of the purchasers. But I don't know if if they're gonna need specific people. Or if they're going to have like some kind of like petition or form that you can fill out. And um, basically what they'll do, is, I guess I'm, I'm assuming that they'll take it to the government. And then like the government will like, you know, try to like either determine that, A, we have some kind of meritable thing where we want to actually sue Nintendo for the uh, product. Or that we'll, um, they'll like try to settle it out of court. And then, like, give, like, each person that um, has, like, Joy-Con Drift, like, probably, like, basically, it would probably get you a refund so you could buy another set of Joy-Cons. But, like, the the legal part of it, I'm not sure that this case is going to have legs because I'm not sure how they're going to, um, they're going to say that they're representing purchasers without naming anybody specifically. Cause I'm not, I'm not like the greatest legal mind, but usually whenever you bring in some kind of lawsuit, you need, need somebody to represent and it needs to be like, they have to be named. So I'm assuming that they would have to do like a, um, some kind of like petition or they like basically send out like this massive, uh, like letter to like a, a bunch of people that have bought like a Nintendo switch. Like they would probably get Nintendo to disclose that information. And then be like, you know, they'll reach out to all of the people and ask them, you know, if they're experiencing Joy-Con drift with their controllers and and try to get like information from you, like your address and all that good stuff so that they can um, contact you later on with the, the findings of the uh, their little class action suit lawsuit. But um, I'm not sure, my boy, because Nintendo's been... Um, under under siege before and they've always uh came out of the thing fairly clean like i don't know if y'all remember like early when the switch first came out they got sued by this one company that tried to say that they uh they stole the design of their system from from their system and like uh they were like suing them for like um basically like copyright infringement or like a patent some kind of infringement it was either patent or like a copyright But yeah, they they um, I'll pr- I'll probably I'll probably dig into it a little bit more, but like it, my my thoughts on it, the, you know, I basically laid it out. But like, do y'all guys think that Nintendo should be should be uh, taking care of these issues with the Joy Cons? Like like we shouldn't have to, uh, or we shouldn't there shouldn't be a lawsuit basically. Like they need to um. Like, as people have those issues, like, they should just be, like, aware, like, we're aware that people are experiencing Joy-Con drift, you know, send us your controllers that experience this issue, and we will take care of it, you know, at no additional charge to you. Do y'all think that that would be kind of a, like, get out of the way of this lawsuit type thing? I mean, at the end of the day, they're a business, 
And if they're having to uh, replace people's Joy-Cons and stuff, because you never know what people do to their Joy-Cons while they're playing. You know, they could drop their uh, their controllers, they drop the whole switch while it's in handheld mode, and then be like, oh, my Joy-Con's drifting, you know, I'm going to send it back and give me another one. You know, there's, there's people that are dishonest when it comes to those things, but then there's people that will, uh, you know, lit- legitimately have uh, Joy-Con drift, and then... Um, you know they're trying to figure out you know how to deal with it and they don't they may not know the steps that are kind of available online to try to fix it yourself so what do you think do you think that they uh that do you think that they should uh try to get proactive and try to uh reach out to people and fix anybody's issues that they might have or do you do you think they were going to like kind of just wait and see if uh if this class action lawsuit actually has some legs as far as Nintendo, do y'all think that they should try to fix it? It just kind of like they a goodwill. Yeah. It's it's like, a, it's not just like certain people having issues, it's like multiple people having issues. And if they're having issues and they're basically be releasing a unfinished product, essentially like the controllers, they could just release the controllers, but if it keeps having this issue, then that means something's wrong with with their manufacturing. And it's at this yeah, point, like, it's becoming like a scam. Even though it's not really a scam, it's becoming because it's just breaking easily, and they're paying eighty dollars for it, which is a lot of money because it costs more for the controllers than to buy an actual game for the system. Yeah, I like that. That's a good point. That because of the price of how much they cost. And they're getting two controllers, not just one. So if they keep like releasing more models other than fixing the problem, then there could be an issue with the later models. Like, and let's keep in mind that Nintendo really... I don't know if it's just me, but like, Nintendo kind of have a bad history with comes to like the controllers. Like... In every like console, they always have a controller to always drift for some odd reason, which is the one thing I like. But it's because their controller don't drift as much. But if you look at the Joy Cons currently; they drifting too much. Then Nintendo need to go in and fix on that. Like this shouldn't be like waste no time, especially when you got like almost at least one hundred thousand people that have a Switch Joy Con drifting. And not even just Joy-Cons either. It's also the Pro Controller and GameCube controllers. The the uh, the GameCube controllers had drift issues too? Yeah, I know one friend, he had his... He finna get his third GameCube controller because of drifting. What? But the thing is, is it the, is it the wireless console. one? If it is, that's more, that's more understanding. It, it's wired. It's wired and it's drifting. Yep. Hmm. Oh, what? Yeah, that's new. Same thing, same thing so with my controller. My controller it, was wired just, and it started drifting in less than a month. Hmm. So they're getting their their um thing is drifting. Their controller is drifting from the original model GameCube controller, or is it a newer model? It should be a new model. The one that got the Switch logo on it. The one that's got a switch logo, they should just get a white. They should just get the one from back then, because those ones are much better manufactured. Yeah, I was gonna say I had, 
have like two joy two uh gamecube controllers from like the actual gamecube and i haven't had any issues with them i have five so like is it so something with the 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 new manufactured uh controllers so maybe it's it's not the same people like working on it like ever since like the gamecube first launched it's like different people working on it yeah and some of them unexperienced and some of them could be experienced huh that's pretty crazy though like now that this man um brings that up like i'm trying to figure out like what what could be the thing though like what like i know that one somebody uh, i read an article they said the materials that they use to make the joy cons it was like this material that they chose like it's known to be like it breaks down after like wear and like they could have used a different material like like it was almost like they they either a didn't want to pay for the the material to to make it more durable or it was b that it was um one of those things where like they didn't have the time to like you know r&d develop and test it I had to find that article because they had like a, it was a really good article on, on the Joy-Con drift and why, how it keeps happening. Yo, what's up? So, um, so we, we think that Nintendo should just, you know, get ahead of the situation and, and reach out to, uh, customers and try to, you know, fix the issues. And then at the same time, get somebody, get a team together that, you know, that kind of researches it. And tries to find out, get to the actual problem, and and put a stop to it so that it's not happening in the future. Uh, Joy-Con manufacturing. One so, thing they could do is do a survey, but I don't know if also, that would I'm really, put really help. Of that. So, like that, though. Hey, uh, Billy, on those controllers that you're talking about, the GameCube ones, were they uh, third party? Do you know if they're third party or if they're uh, actual? official Nintendo Switch uh, GameCube controllers? Uh, it should be Nintendo Switch controller because the one is because I did like the second controller they sent him and like it started drifting. And then he sent on Nintendo an email then they said they're going to give him another one or repair it. So they, they did they no, did try they, to take care of the problem though, right? Wait, Astro, no, never mind, from Power A. Oh, it's from Power A? I think that they're licensed, though. I think it has the the, the official seal Nintendo licensed product. But, yeah. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen any of those GameCube controllers, like the ones that are for the Switch. I, I don't own any of those, so I would not know. I only own the wired ones, not, like, the wireless for the Switch. Yeah, like I, I still have I got my wired pro controllers. You got wired pro controllers? Do you have any uh drift issues with them? Me too. I had the joy controller. It's like the own Mario it's like the Mario Pro controller. it's drifting to the it drifting down. Like it's not super bad, but like we do it at random times. Hmm. I brought my friend. I borrowed my friend's Joy Cons and they drift. So now oh, that no, I just feel like in this next update, Nintendo should just focus on their controllers more. 
not the after system. I mean, like I said, they could just do a survey and ask how many people are experiencing issues with their controller and they could try to do something about it if it's too many people. Or they could just not care at all. And take the lawsuits. Yeah, it, I was going to be interesting to see how they uh, they uh, choose to approach this. But um, I want to get into the next two topics. The, uh, Billy uh, brought up one of these topics that I had seen. So um, the uh, the first of the second topics are all related to Smash and Smash community. Uh, we were talking about it earlier today. Uh, the first one we talk about is the uh, one uh, probably a prominent uh, figure in the Smash community, uh, Ally, uh, recently retired from Smash uh, due to like admits like. Uh, allegations of him uh dating a uh, underage uh i guess another smash player in the community so this man took it upon himself he got out in front of it said you know this has been going on and i'm just gonna step away from it um earlier this year we had um some stuff come down on uh king nappy uh messing around with a uh, young underage kid uh, there's probably another notable uh, PokeTuber. I can't remember his name right now. But there, there's a lot of stuff going on with this. So it's, it's starting to become a problem in like the larger um, Nintendo gaming communities. So uh, I just want to catch you guys' thoughts. Uh, feel free to jump in whenever you have an idea or you want to speak your mind on it. I, I talked with Billy extensively about this earlier. So I'm just really curious to find out what you guys think about the whole situation uh, surrounding Ally and just... Uh, the uh, whole issue with um, I don't I want to I don't want to call it pedophilia, but it's just like there's a lot of like uh, questionable behavior should be I should say in the community. So let me hear what you guys got on it. Who wants to go first? I mean, I'm going last, so anybody can go first. I have something to say, not much to say, but I don't really have much to say. Well, this is just I mean, about underage a... dating, that's what this is all about right now. It's messed up, it's just messed up. Honestly. Okay, here's my problem. Now, I understand that well, really, I'm saying, but my whole thing is like he's trying to lie about it when they first started it. Like somebody like like copped him, and then like he tried to lie about it, and like it's been a whole year since he lied about it, and then like, he finally came out, and then you know he got backlash from it, and then he sent us a story up talking about it and about his ex. And in my opinion, I'm like, why would you hide about it and lie at the same time? That, that's why I didn't get. Try to hide it for a year. And then he expect people to, like, forgive him after what he lied about. I feel like that's really not the best way to approach it. So my question is, is I don't know what the the laws are because isn't Ally Canadian? 
So I don't know what nationality this uh, person he was dating was. I'm assuming that they're Canadian too, but I mean there there is some legal um there's some legal things that he could have had to face if um he would have got you know exposed basically. So I mean I can understand where he didn't like want to come forward with it because he was probably afraid that you know he might end up in jail, but I mean. You don't if you don't do the things that you shouldn't do, then you don't have to worry about, you know, consequences of those actions. But I mean, I, I like I said, I see where he, he was trying to hide it because he was trying to uh, continue to uh, be with this person, but knew that it was wrong in the first place to do so. So my question is: Is do you know what caused him to just finally be, come out and be forward about it? I guess because of the amount of because of people bullying him out of it, that could be one. Well, so it was like pressure from right. other other people in the community. Yeah, because he kept getting like a bunch of somebody. He kept getting like hate on for everything around that time, and then he just pretty much had enough. That's what I'm assuming because I don't really know much about Ally. Yeah, I think he was having depressing thoughts about it or something. And then after the like one tournament he went to, then when he just went ahead and came out. So like that. So basically, like they they basically beat him up verbally until he finally, you know, was like, you know, I'm tired of this. And, you know, he's going to go say what he had to say and then be out. Pretty much. But yeah, like I said, this is becoming like a big problem. Like, I don't, I don't know how, um, how, do, how do you, uh, how do you go forward in, in the community in the, in the midst of this? Like me, I'm on the outside of it, you know, just kind of observing because I don't really, I'm not really that deep into, like, Smash. So, like, for those of you that actually try to, you know, interact with people, other people within the Smash community, like, <clears throat> so how do you continue going forward, you know, interacting with people? Do you, do you try to get to know people more, or do you just, like, kind of watch, watch what's going on in the community? I mean, I kind of watch in the community, because, like, at this point, like, the community kind of, like, lost it, or at least for the Smash community-wise. Like, they're really kind of, like, getting out of hand right now. And I hope that some somebody out there can, like, do something about it, like, ban all the toxic people. Okay, it wasn't even like this back in, what, 2016? The community wasn't even this bad. I mean, it was bad, but not as bad as it is now. You got really better since the switch was a thing. That's when I noticed was when Nintendo like became much higher up, because it wasn't as toxic as it was until the switch released. But it's not just Smash Bros. as a whole; it's like Nintendo as a whole that the community is toxic because everywhere you go, it's always about something related with Smash. And even with this, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. (laughs) 
I was just sitting here thinking about it while while this man was talking. Like this, that man does have a point though, because like when Nintendo wasn't as um, prevalent in the uh, the gaming uh, console market, that like people will like kind of look at Nintendo as the redheaded stepchildren. You know, we play uh, Nintendo games. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, y'all play Nintendo, y'all play kid games. They they dismiss us basically. And now that you know the Switch is like the the hot commodity right now you know like a lot of people are are on 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 the bandwagon so you get you get these people that would have been that are sony people you get people that are xbox people you get people that are pc people that are, you know they're trying out the switch they're joining into some of these games and playing them you know because they felt they probably felt like nintendo fell off like they lost touch with uh with you know relationships within um the community and now Nintendo's trying to do esports. They're trying to do all this other stuff, you know. So like people are starting to kind of give them a shake again, like a chance. And then like you got all these other people that weren't originally there mixed in with the people that were already there. So I don't know. It it it, it that man Usagi brought up a, something that I didn't even think about. You know that we got all this influx of uh, new people that are here you know, joining into these communities and whatnot. So it, it brings a whole different, uh, dynamic. So I, I don't know like how big the community was before 2016, but smash community wasn't even like recognized as some of the major, uh, fighting game tournaments until like, I want to say like a few years ago, like they, they were like, they had like a, a tournament for this, but like they weren't recognized by some of the, like the premier fighting game tournaments. Actually, kind of was only because of Evo, but it wasn't like as big as it was like it is now. But back then, I know like they always had like Melee or Smash Bros for Wii U at Evo. But it's like that's not like the most talked about thing now. Smash Bros Ultimate is like the, one of the most talked about things at this year's Evo, which is happening in less than two weeks. And and the Switch is uh, a hot hot um hot item. So like yeah and. It makes sense because, you know, when you're the top dog, you know, everybody's talking about your product. Then everything that's on your product, like all the software and stuff is going to be elevated to to a higher position, higher rank. It's at the point where everyone legit wants everything for the Switch. Basically, they would threaten Nintendo if they don't have, like, their game on the Switch. For example, I remember people really wanted Persona 5 on Switch and then Royale got announced, but they got announced it as PlayStation exclusive. Then they announced Persona 5 Scramble, which is a Dynasty Warriors-like Persona game. And that got announced for Switch. And people were upset about it because it's not the game they wanted. Even though they're asking Nintendo for a Persona game on Switch. That's basically how the community is when it comes to how toxic it is. I mean, like the Waluigi for Smash... Uh bit that like that took off man that thing like had legs arms a head and and my boy that was like the biggest thing like i was like bro chill with waluigi and smash i was like i don't even want to see this man but like bro everybody was like waluigi and smash come on they were legit they were legit um threatening sakurai on twitter over not adding waluigi and smash so it got to the point where he had to block people he doesn't like blocking people this smash community is Exactly. So, 
we we reached this point where we're talking about the toxic community. That man Billy had one more thing that uh, he brought up, and I think this is fresh. Like this this happened like recently, Billy. Like this thing with uh, the two uh, Smash people uh, saying the hard R N word. Yeah, it happened yesterday. So yeah, this is like this is like hot off the presses. Uh, let's talk about this thing. So. Um, Basically, there's uh, two people. What the one chick was like? She she beat Ally in the tournament, right? Yeah. So like she she's like on the rise, a rising star in the the Smash community, and I, I'm assuming that this was like a private. It was a private Discord chat, and then like apparently, mm, pretty much, yeah. And she uh, and this other person were using the uh, N word with the R ending instead of the A ending. So for those of you that don't know, the the uh, the N word with the A ending uh, is probably the most common use uh, now. It's it's more like it's like saying my dude, my bro, or you know something like that. It's like it's almost like like a um, a term. It's an endearing term. It's like. Somebody that's with you that you are you you're talking to somebody that's close to you. So the the uh, N word with the R ending has a lot of racial um, a racial History. tension. Yeah, and it's it's historic. It was a use to uh to basically like try to demean or make somebody feel less of worth. Um, and and in this particular post, this man uh had put in the uh in the content corner. There was a uh, the the this chick. I guess her name. How do you say the name, Billy? Bounty, something like that. I ha- I have no idea. I saw it and I was not sure how to say it. So we might but we might butcher Bo-chi. her name. Okay. Bochi. Bochi. Uh, she. It the, the person that was with Ally, I think. Oh, she was. Is it a he or a she? She. Okay, so I think she's a because I remember them mentioning that she means Isabel. I think I I could be wrong, but so, I'm pretty sure that's the person that was with Ally. Yeah, that's So she, and I think I think she's trans, but at the same time, I don't know. Wait, she's like, Chinese. In between one of them. Oh gosh, no. She's Chinese. Is that what you said? Yeah, it's, it's a oh, Justin, you have, oh, looks God, like you're in so basically, she used the hard R N word in the reference to a lynching, uh, and uh, it got it got a lot of um, negative uh, commentary. A lot of people were like after her for saying it, which uh, most people are saying most rightly so, because you don't uh, talk about that action or that doing that with uh, that word behind it. Because it has a lot of racial uh, history, and um, you might not be uh, the most uh, liked character if you say that. But like, apparently, she says this. Uh, Billy, I'll let Billy break it down because that me and that man were talking about. It, he probably has a little bit more information on it. But like, like we talked about it, so I'm gonna let him uh, take over and kind of give you all the backstory on it. So pretty much, you know. She she already had drama before this. She had drama because, you know, people were, like, backlashing on her because she beat Ally. And, you know, her being trans and, you know, 
her dropping her sponsorship and everything like that. So, you know, she already had some heat from before. Now, she got even more heat when she said, said, Link, Lynching, Horror. I'm not, I'm not trying to say the word. Not gonna lie. But, my whole point is, people, I'm on nobody's side. I'm more like on neutral. Now, I'm, now, when it comes to the attackers, I'm not saying, I, oh, I'm going to attack their person, DM, saying, go off themselves, anything like that. I mean, they're going a bit too far. But like, I feel like more people, like, kind of, like, defending her because of her age. And, like, they think that, oh, it's just a joke and everything like that. And I'm saying this, like, it's not a joke, no matter how, how you put it. You don't say that, especially when you're online, on the Internet. Like, no matter how... How you put it, people will get offended. And in my opinion, I did get a bit offended, and I kind of lost respect. Cause like, why would you say that on the internet at all things? You never know who could be watching you and who might screenshot it and put it on the internet. And then the first time, she tried to give an apology. Like she didn't even get one. She more like saying, "Oh, people make mistakes." Like I don't think people really wanted that. They more want of an actual apology, like, I'm sorry, and stuff like that. And she kind of, like, did not own up to her at first. And then the second time she finally owned up to her, it was kind of, like, a bit too late. Because, like, people already, like, you know, got on her. And people already, like, were already super mad to the point where they, like, kind of attacked her. So, like, she so, she did apologize, like, second. But it was by that time, it was already too late. Like, people had already... Jumped all over her, yeah. basically. Yeah, and got to the point where she tried to deactivate her account. And then this morning, she just reactivated her account. And, and this is not the first time she did it. She did it when people were, like, bullying her early. Like, possibly some weeks ago, whenever she beat Ally. Like, possibly, like, some day after she beat Ally, people were, like, you know, attacking her. We I forgot the reason why, but like they were attacking her and then she deactivated her account, reactivated, and then you know she was claiming she was gonna go under a new name. Like to me, I feel like people kind of attack people way too consistently, especially when they clearly have a learned for the ethical situation. Like I feel like people should like kind of. You know, wait till they like find more about what happened before attacking somebody. But in this situation, I feel like I can't really say that about most of the people because I can see why you're mad. Like, especially what she said was kind of like hurtful to him. And then we're coming on the other guy named Schroeder. He apologized right after he, like, you know, knew what he did wrong and he actually owned up to it. So I get people have forgave him, but, like, what she did, like, she kind of, like, didn't own up to it at first, and people got even more mad than how they was before. It's messed up, honestly. You shouldn't beat up a girl that, if the girl beat you, you shouldn't do that. It's just wrong. So, like, they got mad at her because she beat Ally. Initially, is that what you think? That's what I think, unless it was something else. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, 
And then the, the hard R, uh, we're going to lynch in words with a hard R. That uh, doesn't even, um, that those words should never cross your mouth. It don't matter if you're white, black, orange, purple, green. Like, bro, like if, if, you, if you've been anywhere and you know anything about American history, you should know that we don't, we don't say those words. You know, that's the kind of rhetoric that, uh, that causes a lot of uh, negative feelings to pop up. Like I'm talking about like people get ready to, uh, do some, do some marching down the middle of main street for protesting and all that stuff. Like, bro, like that brings up all kinds of like negative, negative energy. And like people just like play around with it all the time and they want to hide behind that they're joking, you know, with a, with a person that's in the white house right now, you know, like I was telling Billy earlier, people feel emboldened to say, uh, stuff like that. And then they think they can get away with it because of the fact that he's, um, up there, like he's like enabling people to like say this stuff because he's like, he's basically like a known racist, like, and he'll try to deny that he's racist, but, like, I'm like, bro, literally, like, people, like, I don't know how they can sit there and, like, listen to him and then still not see that he's racist. Just because he's, oh, I'm not racist. That's like, uh, I'm trying to think of something that's, like, really obvious. Like, let's say, um, like, I remember he wanted to build a wall at one time against, I mean, from Mexico, I think. Like, he wanted to build a wall so they couldn't cross over to the U.S. I remember that one time. Bro, they, they had some people that, like, like started building the wall, like, out of their own funds. Yeah, so, like, like this man KJC said that this, she was talking about lynching, which, you know, that already has a, uh, it's, it's something that's, um, that shouldn't be being uh, discussed. But, like, when she put something at the back of it, the, those two words should never go together. So, like, uh, my boy, I don't care if you're joking or not. Like, literally, like, you should never say that stuff. Like, internet and, and like, public or around your friends, you should never, ever, ever, ever say that. Like, like I don't even think, I don't even think black people should say that. I'm not saying that we should be trying to run from our history. But I mean, we shouldn't be, be, we shouldn't forget. Okay. And, and the thing is, is that we don't forget, but like, the thing is, is like people like, oh, that didn't happen to you. It didn't happen to your brother. It didn't happen to your sister. Like it happened a lot. They had what they felt like as a long time ago. So they feel like black people now should just get over it and be like, you know, it happened in the past so we can talk about it and we can joke about it. But, like, real people actually lost their lives over this stuff. So, like, like you can't ever play with something like that. I don't care. Like, I don't care who you are. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't matter what color you are, what background you come from. You have to learn to be considerate of other people. And, like, apparently in, in our day and age, people feel like they can say whatever they want to say and not get any backlash for it and then they say that everybody else is oversensitive and they just need to get over themselves but my boy there's there's some things that we that you don't joke around about 
And that's one of those things. Racism is bad. Yes, it is. The, the, sum, the got, summarized I mean, version, like, what, what Usagi said. <laughs> like, like I could give you one good detail. I know there's one person, and Ryaki and some other people know him. You know, he told me he hated black people. No, he told me he don't hate black people. He hates certain black people. Which I told Porter earlier, it's still saying you hate black people at the end of the day. And, you know, he would say the N-word a lot and the hard R a lot. And, you know, he used to say a lot of racist stuff while I went into BC. And, you know, he used to try to talk me and, you know, tell me probably, like, off myself, something like that. And, you know, I got to the point where I was like, man, I got to, like, get ready for this toxic person. Blah, thing, Because, like, I feel like there are a lot of racist people still out there to, like, hiding behind the bushes like they were trying to like show uh their good side where like nobody would probably notice their bad side and then like when it comes to their racist side they want to do it when probably like down probably like, one other person they're like you know know they're racist right and that and that could be those uh private internet conversations where like i honestly bro if you're gonna do something like that don't be on the internet because if you're talking to somebody and there's other people that are there and they can screenshot it, my boy, you're about to get exposed like a hundred percent. And like now, like the man, um, KJC said like Trump, like in emboldened a lot of these people that were like closet racist to like come out and like start saying the little racist, uh, things that they would say in, uh, their private air in private and behind closed doors. Now they feel like they can say it out in public because he's doing it. Like he, he'll say something racist real quick and then be like, he'll be like, Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't racist. And, and like, basically, and we're like, bro, we, we heard what you said. Like this, uh, you're, I don't know if y'all have been here about the go back to your country debate thing that has been going on. Like the last week, I want to say of uh, the white house. I'm like, bro, really? He, I can't believe like he didn't like stop himself. Like, like as soon as he should have, as soon as like the thought popped in his head, the like the little uh the little gate should have went down. Like, nah, bro, we ain't going there. We ain't gonna go to that that extreme to try to win an argument. But like, bro, this man is like out here like like basically, if he's about to lose an argument, that man will start cutting people like on a personal level, my boy. Like, this man does, like, he tries to do anything it takes to win. And like I said, these people, like, that, they, they, these people that see this, they're, like, getting emboldened to, like, say whatever they, they, that's on their mind without having to stop and think about what happens after that. So, I, I'm like, my boy, it's, it's getting bad, like, whenever it's starting to happen, like, like you see the political, the politics and like that kind of stuff. Like it's, it's like spilling over into like your normal everyday life. Like where you'll be like reading something about the smash community. Somebody says the hard R word, the lynching in words, you know, and, and that, that now we're at that level. Now we got people out here deactivating their, uh, 
social media because people are threatening them for what they said, but they were like, Oh, you know, I was, it was a mistake. And, you know, people make mistakes basically trying to say like, like, I felt like she said that, Oh, you know, you guys mess up too. So, you know, don't be trying to, uh, single me out in this situation. Like she tried to like deflect the blame and that's not the way you want to handle that situation. But, like, the, basically to sum it up, like that man Usagi said, racism is bad. But, like, apparently people feel like they can say bad things and joke about bad things because they happened in the past. But, you know, people have to, uh, like I was telling Billy, the one thing I, I feel like people miss out on is think. Think before you say something. Think about how what I'm going to say is going to affect this other person. Like, people don't think anymore, my boy. They just react. All day, people are reacting to things that they see on TV, things they see on social media, things they hear about. Like, nobody's taking the time to, like, actually research something, talk to people, ask questions, and even think about stuff, my boy. It's just, like, it's really bad now. I hate to get on my soapbox over this issue, but, like, like not just in the Smash community, like I said, in the PokeTuber community, like, it's, it's getting bad to the point to where, like, people, like, you have to start thinking really hard about things. Like, you have to take the time to think. Like, like if you don't, my boy, you have to realize that your your uh, your words have, have a weight in how they affect other people. You never know. You never know what that person that you say those words to has been through. And then you get threats. You get, like, death threats from uh, somebody that you... And I've never even met because of what you said as a joke between you and some other people. And now somebody screenshotted it and now it's all over the internet. So now everybody's targeting you. But I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to close it, my boys. I'm I just said my piece. I'll keep y'all here all day on my on my soapbox. Because that, that kind of stuff like it, it really irritates me when I, when I see that stuff. Like like the way that I I approach it as like when it comes to the N word with the with the A at the end of it is it's it's on a case by case basis. Some people will say don't say it at all. Some some people will say if you know th- if the people that you're around are okay with you saying it, then say it. It's just a word. But the the E R the hard R word like that word should be like eliminated from consciousness, my boy. It carries a lot of negative uh, racial racial history with it, so like people shouldn't even say it, and like I feel like black people shouldn't even say it to each other. Like the word just needs to to not exist anymore, and people just need to leave it alone. But like, there's always going to be people. We live in a country where there's free speech, and like I said, the president has emboldened all those people that are closet racists to come out and uh, speak their mind. So. You know, it's a brave new world now, I guess. But uh, I'm going to stop the uh, um, podcast right here, guys. Um, I appreciate you guys coming in and uh, giving your opinions. I'm sad that we had to end it on like a more social type uh, commentary. But um, some things that, you know, we don't ever speak on. Some things that we should speak on. And people need to have their their time to like kind of like 
think, my boy. I'm just saying think, people. That's like that's like the thing that, that I want y'all guys to take away from this is think before you speak. Think. But uh, I'm going to let, uh, you know what? I'm going to have Usagi hit us up with that I quit, my boy. Usagi, hit me up with that I quit to get us out of here. I quit. <laughs> All right. I appreciate you guys for listening. Catch y'all in the next one.